Podcast Answer Man, episode number 270. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet released that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And as you guys know, this show is always a work in progress. Even now, after 270 episodes, I'm still tweaking things here and there. And one of the little tiny tweaks that I want to make is to what used to be known the random plug of the week. And somebody on Twitter the other day, uh, this is probably about two or three weeks ago, said, you know, why do you call it a random plug of the week? Because uh, you're obviously going through and, and purposely choosing who it is that uh, that you are going to be talking about it. There's nothing random about that. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I guess maybe I thought that I was just randomly choosing someone that I know and and I'm quite familiar with, you know, what they're doing in the online world and want to highlight their podcast but you're you're right I, it, it it seems to indicate you know the calling it the random plug of the week that it's just kind of just pulled out of the air and sometimes for me it it, it kind of is pulled out of the air and for people who are watching live I was I was trying to decide who is it today that's going to be my plug of the week you know and so the suggestion was just to call it the plug of the week and it's like for me it's that's just not enough it's got to be something plug of the week there's got to be some kind of adjective in the front of there so from now on the random plug of the week is now rebranded the personal plug of the week or my personal plug of the week now i'm going to tell you who my personal plug of the week is in just a moment but before i do i'm going to tell you some of the other things that are going to be included in this show so you can make a decision on whether or not you feel like the content that may be included in this episode is worth the next hour of your life. Uh, So here you go. First and foremost, Apple released a new update to their podcast iOS application 1.0.1. I'm going to let you know my experience with the update and uh, just an overview of an update on my uh, views on this application overall. I'm going to be talking about uh, the fact that I'm actually partnering up with B&H Photo and how that is going to benefit uh, me and you as well. And also, last week I talked about the new headphones that I am using these days, the Sony MD7506 headphones. I went on and on about how much I love the new headphones, why I love the new headphones, and I forgot to talk about why is it I suggest that people who record podcasts, including guests, co-hosts, why is it that I believe everybody ought to be recording or wearing a pair of headphones while recording? And I'm going to talk about that finally today. I'm going to answer two of your questions that were submitted to our listener feedback hotline at uh, 859-795-4067. That number is really big and bold at podcastanswerman.com in the header of my site, so you can't miss it. 
call and leave your questions for future episodes. I would love that. Anyway, two questions this week. One is from Nathan. He wants to know if there is a market out there for just being a podcast producer for other people. And J.D. Sutter called in to ask about how to respond to people who are a little upset about the fact that he recently put a quick mention of a way that his audience could benefit him by using affiliate link with Amazon. So I'll share that question and respond to it. And then the last half of this episode is going to be an interview. It's a 26-minute interview that I did with my great friend Farnoosh Brock, who just celebrated her first full year in podcasting. And also, um, I am going to uh, promote her course that she comes up, the Smart Exit Blueprint course uh, for people who are looking to maybe change careers or find the work that they love. So a little bit more about that. That's you know basically what's going to be included in this episode. So hopefully some of those things sound interesting to you. If not, I'll catch you next week. I'll be here again. Uh, but let's go ahead and start off with my personal plug of the week. And this week I want to highlight the podcast that is called Coaching for Leaders, uh, a podcast by Podcast Mastermind member Dave Stohoviak. Now, Dave has been podcasting consistently on a weekly basis. He's now on episode number 47, giving tips for leadership uh, to make you a more effective leader in all the ways that you would expect to to uh, benefit. It, it's a great show as far as I'm concerned. He does great on his uh, preparation ahead of time. He's consistent with the release of his shows. And not only that, but I know that he has over 15 years of experience in helping people in this area. So go check it out at uh, coachingfortleaders.com. But before you do go to the site, I want to highlight a couple other things that Dave's doing really well and and uh, the first one is that Dave Stahoviak is a perfect example of a podcaster who is creating great video content for YouTube. I happen to know that one of Dave's goals, I believe, is to create a uh, at least one YouTube video per month. And this isn't just uh, you know a talking head. He's actually got a whiteboard behind him. He's got you know uses the whiteboard to to draw or diagram or uh, visually help people you know grasp a concept. And he stands in front of it. He's he actually puts it. He, <laughs> he goes. He, he kind of dressed up a little bit. Uh, but here's the deal. What he's done is he's created content for the medium. He's he's basically said you know what I am. I'm not just going to take my audio podcast, throw a static image on it and put it online, which I'm not, you know, judging anybody who does that. But I'm just saying that this is this is valuable stuff. Instead of doing a, you know, 30 or 60 minute audio show and putting it on YouTube, he's actually doing a five minute video every now and then. And he's he's really knocking it out of the park with that. And not only that, but he has been one of those podcasters who is also taken up uh, blogging seriously. You know, he understands just like I do that not everybody who, uh, not everybody out there who is interested in what you have to share is going to enjoy listening to an audio podcast. And you may be shocked to hear me say that, but it's not a, it's not new information. Uh, and just as there are people out there who are blogging and they assume that if anybody wanted their content, they're going to read it. Well, that's just not true because I hate to read blogs, but I love to listen to audio podcasts. So 
you've got some people who enjoy reading, some people who enjoy listening to a podcast, and my friends, uh, Dave understands this. He's creating video content created specifically for the video medium. Go check it out um, on his podcast, on his site. He's creating audio content, long form, very informative, great content, well thought out, great execution. And then he's also taking blogging courses to help him become a more efficient and effective and prolific blogger. And so you can go check out his site. And I and here's the one other thing I love about what his site, if you go to coachingforleaders.com, his navigation menu on his site is very easy. It's listen watch, read, and about. So if you click the listen tab, you'll see his audio podcast episode category. If you click the watch, you'll actually see his video category. And then if you click read, you'll see his blog category. And then of course you click about and you can either read about his Coaching for Leaders podcast or you can read about Dave Stahoviak himself. So that is, my friends, my personal plug of the week. If you go over there and you find out that you really enjoy the content that Dave's putting together, please let him know that you heard about him from the podcast Answer Man. All right, next up, I want to let you know that Apple, again, uh, has released an update. It's their first update to the iOS application known as Podcasts. I told you a couple weeks ago that I was going to switch You know, all of my... Um, subscriptions from Pocket Casts over to uh, the Podcasts app. Well, I I don't know if I actually gave an update, but I decided not to abandon Pocket Casts right away because the original version of Podcasts just seemed so buggy to me. I've had a couple people who told me that they haven't had any real issues at all with the original application, but for me, uh, I was finding it really slow to load and it just seemed very clunky. And one of the things that I did not like is if I subscribe to a video podcast, I'm not able to navigate away from the application and still listen to the audio. So, for example, I do subscribe to several video podcasts from the Twit Network or This Week in Tech Network with Leo Laporte. And I like that in Pocket Casts, when the video is playing, I can actually navigate away from that application, basically closing down the video. It does a slight little pause as it actually transitions over to audio only, but it continues to play uh, the audio of that podcast while I'm checking Twitter or doing something else or looking at my email or whatever the case, whatever it may be, maybe just walking you know, down the road or you know, starting up or looking at RunKeeper. So I definitely did not like the fact that, that the podcasts app from Apple does not offer that. So for the clunky reasons and, you know, the, the clunky interface and the fact that it wasn't all that quick and snappy, uh, locked up on me quite often, I chose to go back to Pocket Casts. To, uh, yesterday or the day before, they actually updated with version 1.0.1, and the new applic- the new version of this application, um, for me, it froze up for like 40 seconds the first time I loaded it, and then it shut down. Uh, I loaded it a couple more times, and it shut down, uh, and then I was getting ready to tell Eric Fisher, my good friend that does our social media updates here on Podcast Answer Man, 
uh, he was, I was telling him about my experience. He says he hadn't had any problems with the new version and I loaded it back up again. This was a couple hours later and it took about 30 seconds to get it to do everything to kind of update all my feeds. Eventually, after about a minute and a half, the thing started working really great and it seems to be working great now. So I don't know what was going on there. I still... I still, I, I probably wait till like version 1.1 before I really give it a serious look. The problem I have still though is that the podcasts app from Apple doesn't, to, still today, does not allow you to play the video unless podcast as an audio file when the application is closed. And if anybody knows how to do that, and if it is a feature and it's hidden in there somewhere, please let me know. Go over to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 270 and let me know in the comments section of the show notes for this episode. That would be great. All right, next topic I want to let you know about is I am actually partnering up with B&H Photo uh, for, um, you know, for some great things that are coming ahead. I, I can't share with you too much information, but I do want to let you know that I have decided to uh, you know, certainly set up at, at minimum an affiliate program with them. And if you go to podcastanswerman.com today, you will notice on the right-hand side, there's going to be a little banner on the right-hand side that says if you click through here, basically what'll happen is it'll just take you to a certain place on the B&H website and anything you buy from B&H Photo, will, you know, I will get a commission, an affiliate commission for that. Uh, and you can basically just click through there, add all the items that I might recommend to you, and 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 you're well on your way. So I'm very excited about that. I, you know, they obviously have uh, been noticing the amount of traffic that I get on my site and the kind of reviews and stuff like that. And uh, they actually reached out to me, which was very impressive. And then I spent probably about an hour to an hour and a half on the line with somebody with Izzy from B&H and had just a great talk with him about some of the other things that we'll be partnering up on. And so some big things ahead. The one thing I can tell you is that I certainly will be doing a lot more product reviews. Now, I have been selling equipment for a very long time, and I plan on continuing to sell the Podcast Answer Man full package that I have on my site. If you just click Podcasting Equipment at the very top of my page uh, in my nav menu, you'll see my podcast package there. I'm going to continue to sell the Heil PR40 package that I have on my site. But one of the things that I did is I spent a couple hours updating that entire equipment page. It's at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. But I spent a couple hours updating that page uh, and adding affiliate links for each of those, you know, going to the corresponding pages on on uh, B&H Photo, but also cleaning it up. It's been a while since I wrote the content of that page. I've updated some of the images, made it look a little nicer. And also, finally, I'm starting to add new items. So uh, that page never had the Behringer MDX 4600 on it before. That page uh, never had a pair of headphones on it. It's got my Sony MDA, uh, MDR 7506 headphones on there now. And I plan on adding new items to my equipment page as I, you know, there's still quite a few items that I have. And uh, so I'm very excited about that. But here's, here's the other thing. 
I've had, I've been selling equipment for quite some time. I have two suppliers that I have an amazing relationship with and they'll ship me anything that I want. They'll actually ship it to me. They don't charge me for the shipping to me for any product that I want. All I tell them is, hey, I would like to review, you know, this $4,000, you know, mixer and, and without even hesitation, they will immediately ship it out to me. And that's fine, and and I can have it for 30 days, 60 days, whatever I want, and then I just pack it back up. The only thing is, is up to this point, I've had to then pay for shipping to go back, and that can be somewhere between, anywhere between 20 to sometimes 50 or $60, depending on how heavy some of this equipment is. And that's, you know, obviously, I'm not going to be selling everything that I review so because I'm not interested in individual equipment item sales these days like I used to be years ago. Um, so so that kind of hampered my ability to do inter- to do reviews because it just wasn't affordable for me and I didn't have a really great affiliate program anywhere. I was just sending affiliate stuff out to Amazon and yeah it, 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 it's it's nice to be able to buy from a company that understands professional audio gear and if you have a problem you can call them up they're going to be able to have somebody to help you out and stuff like that and you know Amazon you're buying from all different places so anyway here's the thing moving forward there are two reasons why I will be doing uh, product reviews because number one it's not going to cost me anything uh, because of the relationship that I'll have so these items will be coming to me I'll have 30 days and I ship them back it's not going to cost me anything either way. So this automatically helps remove a burden of financial there, but not to mention the fact that when I do these reviews, um, I can actually put affiliate links to for you to buy those products if you choose to do so. And and then of course I do generate income. So it actually it it actually is an incentive, two different ways for me to create more product reviews. Now, how does this benefit you? Well, number one, if you're like me, you like product reviews. I, I love product reviews. I, I'm I'm just now getting into pro- photography really heavy, and I am subscribing to a lot of video podcasts that do product reviews of Canon lenses and and other photography gear, uh, whether it be you know Manfrotto. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think they make the. Um, the tripods and you know the fluid heads i don't i'm getting into all of this stuff but i love watching video reviews of these things and so i i don't know i'm i'm assuming that you guys would like to hear more about the, you know more gear than what i currently use and so currently everything that i've reviewed it's it's been things that i personally am using and so now i'm going to be able to get items in here that i'm not using but I can actually play with for 30 days and and learn the ins and outs of it and actually create a nice product review and post it online and tell you all about the ins and outs of what I've liked, what I didn't like, and it's and and I'm not stuck with this piece of gear and I'm not having to pay to send it back. It, it's going to be good. So if you're interested in it, I think you're going to benefit that way. And uh, you know, and and I've got some other exciting things with uh, B and H. So. Uh, if you guys want to continue to support Podcast Answer Man, uh, just if you're thinking about buying any kind of, um, actually it's it's photos, any kind of photo gear, computer gear, um, you know, uh, professional audio gear, they have tons of stuff at B&H Photo. 
just do me a favor, go to podcastanswerman.com and click on my banner there or link for my affiliate link over to B&H Photo. That'd be great. But I uh, wanted to let you know that that's coming. More, more wonderful things to come. All righty. Last week, speaking of equipment and reviewing it, I talked about those headphones, the Sony MDR7506 headphones. I got them on right now. And such a clear, crisp, wonderful sound. I've actually had several people who said that they used my affiliate link already to go and purchase themselves a pair of these headphones and they're loving them just as much. One thing I forgot to do yes last week is, and I, I meant to do this, is to tell you why do I recommend that you wear headphones when you are recording a podcast. So I'm going to demonstrate this for you right now. Right at this moment, I am sitting in front of my Heil PR40 and I'm speaking with my mouth approximately two inches away from the microphone. And I'm speaking directly into the microphone. Now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to turn my head over to the right and look down at my desk as if I was going to be reading off of a piece of paper. Now what you notice is that if I look over here and then if I look over here, there is a big gigantic difference between the volume of my voice over here versus over here. And we're talking six inches difference, all right? So all, and, and because I have headphones on, when I go over here, I immediately hear that I've just dropped my audio levels drastically. This is why I want to have headphones on it. I mean, I must admit, I do like to hear my own voice. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know that, that maybe that's a little narcissistic or whatever. I don't know. But I like, the, I like the sound of my own voice. I like to hear myself talk. But it's more of the fact that I like to make sure that I can hear the audio levels like when I play an audio clip, is it too loud? Is it too soft? How does it compare with the other audio clips? And then, of course, if I do this, if I go over here, am I going off the microphone? And it just reminds me, stay on the microphone, stay on the microphone. That's why I like to have my guests or co-hosts who are in studio with me. I want to make sure that they all have a pair of headphones so that they can hear themselves as well and they know, matter of fact, especially in some situations, I know some people out there, they have setups where they have maybe um, desktop mounts and, you know, you hear the, you know, they'll knock the table or something like that. I like it when if they knock the microphone, they hear it in their headphones and so that there's like, oh, I need to be careful not to do that again. So those are the reasons why we wear headphones, you know, maintaining audio levels, getting a good feeling for what it's going to sound like when the people listen to it on the other end. All of those reasons and more is why we wear our headphones. All right. Hopefully I have enough time for both of these questions. We're going to turn it over to Nathan, who has a question about a market for podcast producers. Hi, Cliff. My name is Nathan, and I'm a sound engineer, video producer, and web designer that's produced some podcasts for some former radio personalities in my area. And since then, I've realized that I love producing podcasts. Um, I'm not great at creating my own content, but I would love to be the technical producer for people who don't have the time or the skills required to produce their own shows. I'd also like to support other people with special interests, uh, create their own shows, and I'd provide all the technical and production required. Is there a market for this? And how would you prove to people that they need to start a show? Thank you for your thoughts and thanks for all you do. Have a good one. All right, Nathan, to answer your question, is there a market for this? I believe so. 
Uh, I have been saying this for the very long for a very long time. For the last several years, I've always been saying that podcasting is in its infancy stage. And I don't think it's in its infancy stage anymore. I think it's in its toddler stage. And I think it's getting ready to, I think we're just at the beginning of a huge, massive, explosive growth curve in the world of podcasting. And and when I say getting ready to happen, I'm talking over the next two to five years, it's going to be insane. Um, You know, I, I think that podcasting is one of the greatest avenues of social media and and connecting with an audience and and being engaging, um, you know, blogging has been great and wonderful, and it still has its place. It still reaches an audience that may never listen to a podcast, but there are a lot of people out there who will never read those blog posts, but they've been listening to talk radio, and when they learn about podcasting, it doesn't take much. Um, so, do I believe that there's a market out there? Yes. Uh, my good friend Andy Traub actually does this. He he actually uh, produces podcasts for many different authors, and so I know that he charges for that. He he typically hosts the show for them. Um, you know, so so there are other people out there. They're doing these things, uh, and they're creating content for others. Now, you said that you're not crazy about creating content yourself, and. Um, you know, for me personally, I think one of the greatest ways to get the word out about your products and services is to be out there actively, consistently creating great content of your own. Um, now, if you can get that, con- if that content is content you're producing for many of your other, uh, you know, clients that you have, then that's fine. But how do you get those first clients? You've got to find some way to convince them that you've got some great stuff. So it sounds to me like you've done some dabbling in this field for other radio uh, personalities. So just take some of that and put together your own little sales letter and and start reaching out to other people in that niche field and ask for referrals. Ask your existing or pre-existing or previous clients to refer you to other people. Don't be afraid to ask. And as far as how do I convince somebody that they need to create a podcast? Well, I don't really spend a lot of time in my area convincing people. People, uh, I've been blessed enough to have people who just, you know, they they find the podcasting and they're like, oh, wow, I need to do one of these. But uh, if you, I did actually create a little uh, video blog post a long, long time ago. It's still got my old mustache logo on it. But if you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash business, Again, podcastanswerman.com forward slash business. That's how I I basically talk to people about the value that podcasting offers. So again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash business. And also one last thing, Nathan, if you do decide to get in this into this and you get very serious and and I mean that you are absolutely 100% committed that you're creating uh, this, you know, this content for people. Um, and you get you get your pricing down and stuff like that. Feel free to reach out to me and ask me about my podcast answer man uh, referral network. I have been building a referral network of people that I know, like, and trust to refer many of the people who reach out to me. Now, I have no desire to create and produce a podcast for someone else. That is just not a desire of mine right now. Uh, that may change in the future if the right people come along, but but eight, nine times out of 10, if somebody asks me to produce their own show, I'm going to say no. And currently, I only have one, two, or three people 
uh, that I could refer that out to. And to be honest with you, none of them are officially in my referral network yet. Uh, and I and and I prefer having somebody in my referral network. And my referral network, how it works, is it's just an informal agreement between me and and the person I refer to. And and basically, we agree ahead of time what commission I would receive if I refer work out to you. Um, I do have uh, some podcast consultants who are already in. You know, this these aren't producers. They're not, they're not actually going to be producing shows for people, but they're able to help people get set up. Because I've been so overwhelmed with the number of people who have requested me to help them get set up that, um, you know, I've been I've been doing that, uh, referring those out to some people that I know and trust. And they've been very helpful to these people. And, and it's worked out great. Uh, I've been referring artwork out to Jenny H podcast forward slash Jenny H. And we have a great referral network uh, commission set up. And so. Uh, if you're interested and you're doing that, let me know. And by the way, if anybody out there, if you're creating content that are creating products and services and uh, that, that would be wonderful for podcasters, let, I want to let you know this, this isn't like I don't advertise who are in my network to anybody. I just have it on my own back end. And as work comes in, I get 40 to 100 plus emails a day, most of them asking if I can help them do something. So uh, I'm trying to refer as much of that out as possible. So that's my podcast answer man referral network. So if if that answers any question for you, yes, there's a, there's a market, my friend. There is a market. Whether or not you can create your business and become successful and profitable, there's a whole lot more to it than just having a market. So, all right, let's see. It's 29 minutes, 20 seconds. J.D. Sutter, uh, yes, we're going to squeeze it in. J.D., go ahead and ask your question. Hey, Cliff, this is J.D. Sutter from RadioCFS.com. Just a quick question for the podcast answer, man. Uh, we recently, in one of our shows, began to uh, mention our Amazon affiliate link just briefly in the uh, intro of our show, and we felt it was done in a tasteful way, not in an overbearing kind of manner. Uh, previously, we had not had any kind of advertising or sponsorship messages on our show for almost two years now. And after that episode, we got some pushback from listeners saying that uh, they felt like they were listening to an NPR uh, share type of a, a program or something. And so just kind of curious uh, how, how we could respond to that listener and uh, in a respectful way, obviously, but um, letting them know that, you know, we didn't, we didn't feel like it was too pushy and just very briefly mentioned, and it wasn't even a, an overt ad of any kind. So just kind of curious what your take on that would be. Uh, appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, J.D., thank you for the question. First and foremost, when you initially told me that you got some pushback from some people or some members or some, I, I forget the exact phrase, but you, it, you, you, you mentioned it in a plural form that several people had had given you some pushback that you did this. But then you you ended by saying, how can I respond to this person and let him know? So, J.D., I, I'm going to make some assumptions here, and I'm going to assume that you got one person. Out of two years of building your audience, you have, and creating great content, commercial-free, you decide to put an Amazon affiliate message at the front of your show and one person emails you saying, wow, you've gone commercial, you've sold out. My friend, please, if that's the case, one person, don't let that affect you. Um, you're always going to get somebody out there who is who is completely opposed to any form of advertising. 
The, the thing is, is if your audience cares about you, if they're, if you've been able to build a good, uh, you know, rapport with your audience and, and you have a good relationship with them, your content is valuable, they'll be more than happy. They should be at a place where it's like, wow, it's about time you're doing something to give me an opportunity to find some way to return the favor for all this amazing content that you've created. And and that is the kind of response that I get. I mean, you listen to Podcast Answer Man every week. Now, one of the things that I'll tell you is that I personally don't throw that stuff at the front of the show. I try to throw a lot of the, you know, here's the things you can do for me into the end of the show, like when I'm closing the episode. The thing is, is the people who who would care enough to actually respond to those things, guess what? Those are the only people who are still listening for during the last, you know, two minutes or three minutes of your show anyway. That anybody who is going to turn it turn off your show within 15, 20 minutes of your 30 or 45 minutes or an hour long episode, those people never would have done anything that you asked them to do anyway. So I and I personally suggest putting it in the back of the show. Now, me, I've been listening to I I don't know if I had to guess, is it more than 700 episodes of Father Roderick's show? It used to be called The Daily Breakfast, and then it was uh anyway today it's called the break with father roderick now i'm gonna play the intro to his show the this is what you get the first 36 seconds of the break with father roderick listen to this this is sqpn the starquest production network leading the way This episode of The Break is brought to you by Bluehost. Start your own blog or website in minutes for the very low price of just $6.95 per month. Bluehost makes it super easy. One-click installation of your blog, your own .com domain name, and no worries about bandwidth. Go to sqpn.com slash bluehost for more information. And by the Amazon store. Click on the link on our website before you shop at Amazon, and your purchase will help support our show. All right, and so there you go. That's what the first 36 seconds of the break sounds like, and it's like that just about every week or every time he puts out an episode now, and I don't mind, and I listen to it. In fact, I find myself inspired by it and thinking, hmm, I wonder if I could do that in front of the Hunger Games or if I can do that in front of some of the other shows, but um, the reality is is that you know it takes time, effort, energy to create this content, and if you're looking to find a way to monetize it, affiliate relationships are great, and putting a message out there is is not a terrible thing to do, and if you get one person, or even if, you, if you've got, let's just say if you've got an audience of 2,000 or more subscribers to your podcast after two years, and and you get 10 people who complain about the fact that you put it out there, well, that's still not anything I would be worried about too much. And I, I, how would I respond? I would respond saying, you know, I really appreciate you giving me this feedback. Um, I wouldn't def- spend a lot of de- time defending myself. I would just say, you know, you know, we're just looking for an op, you know, for the best opportunity to to do this. If we continue to get a lot of pushback, then perhaps we'll we'll try to d- a different approach. But for right now, we're going to give this a shot and see how things go and uh we'll, you know thank you so much for being a loyal listener so but but be respectful uh and and stuff like that that's how i would respond um personally like like i said i i prefer to put a lot of that stuff at the end of the show uh the people who care enough that would actually go to podcastanswerman.com and click the bnh logo or people who would actually go to podcastanswerman.com and click the resources tab and use my bluehost link or my Amazon links, 
you know, those are the people, they're still listening at the end of the show. And, and, and they are the people who say, you know what, I, I'm going to buy equipment anyway. Why don't I use the, the, the service that I know is going to give Cliff, you know, a, a greater, you know, commission and it, I mean, the great prices as well. So it doesn't cost me any more and it benefits him. So those people are more than happy to do it. JD, I hope that that helps, you know, and, and I'm always very concerned about how much of a quote unquote call to action that I put in a podcast. I'm always, I'm always concerned that I'm, you know, I spend too much time selling my own stuff in podcast answer, man. I, I'm always concerned. Am I giving enough value? Am I, am I putting more in? Am I giving more value than what I'm asking in return? And uh, I hope you don't mind because because obviously I've already talked about B&H here. I'm getting ready to play an interview. I'm going to it's going to talk about Farnoosh Brock's, um, you know, uh, coaching course for those who are looking to create work that they love and try to find their passion. Uh, you're going to hear a plug for podcastanswerman.com forward slash smart exit um, in, in just a few minutes here in this interview. But I, I wanted to make sure the the interview is full of information as well, and in fact, valuable information. And in this interview that I'm about ready to play right now, because this is going to push us right over an hour already. Anyway, here's the interview, and it's going to help. If you if you don't take anything else out of this interview, please, for those of you who are getting ready to launch your first show, please hear the advice. Start with one podcast only. And commit to yourself that you will not launch another show for a minimum of three to six months. Anyway, here's the interview with Farnoosh right now. All right, everybody, I am on the line with Farnoosh Brock. Farnoosh, so glad to have you on Podcast Answer Man again. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Cliff. Well, I wanted to bring you on for several reasons. One, the very first reason I wanted to bring you on is because you just celebrated your first year in podcasting. That's right. Weekly podcasting. So that's 52 episodes. 52 (laughs) episodes. Now you took, uh, was it the uh, July? It was the July Podcasting A to Z course. I'm actually doing a Podcasting A to Z course right now, getting ready to wrap up the final week on that here next week. But okay. uh, so you you took the course last year and you launched your podcast during that course or just right after it? August 1st. So I believe it was during the course, if I remember right. I believe it was right there. And um, you were tremendous in helping us get started. So that was, uh, and, and, you know, the best decision we made in getting us started to podcast right from the first step. Well, this isn't an advertisement for future podcasting A to Z courses, although uh, if you want to take it as such, that's fine. But, but anyway, there, there are a couple of things I just want to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. being that you've been in your journey. When you first started out, tell us what podcast or podcasts did you start? I started, that's a good question. I started three One of them we never did. We just did the logo and the graphics and the thinking behind it for it. That was going to be me and my husband. And it was going to be about traveling. That never took off the ground. Then I did one with my friend and it was a podcast with the two of us. So there were co-hosts on the podcast. And that was the, um, uh, the one where 
I had to make a hard decision because my main podcast, the one I was coming to, the Daily Interaction podcast was my solo podcast. It's the one I celebrated one year for. So, you know, I came to a really hard decision, which you warned us about in class that I took on too much and I had to stop the one with my friend about five or six episodes in. So um, I started really three and um, I only have one, but now I'm giving my all to that one. And I really think that was the best move at this time. That is, you know, I, I, I knew a little bit about that. I didn't exactly know which details. So I didn't know that the third one never officially got launched, which is actually a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so the five episodes, what can you tell us about the five episodes that you did with a co-host? What are some of the extra challenges there? Yes, that's it. That's a good question. Uh, the, just getting the sound and the equipment right between you and the other person. So I, I know that you have talked about this in, in, you know, great detail, but just to say, you know, in, in order to get the good quality, you both have to be committed with minimum equipment and have a good connection and all of that. So the technical challenges were there. I had my husband help me. Some people don't even have that support. So he was doing all the post-processing and the editing. And then I think, just um, dynamics, really. Um, there, there were things that, you know, I just didn't want to go in that direction with my brand, if you will. So right. for me, it was, uh, you know, it's very hard when you are doing uh, you, you, when you're, you're, your own brand that um, you bring someone else in. And I love my friend dearly. You know, it, we, we, we're still really good friends. So we, we were able to move out of that and not really let it affect us at all. But um, I know that we enjoyed doing it. It was just too much, Cliff. You know, I was creating my own products. I had this podcast. You had to prepare. And there's a lot of going back and forth between the two of you to prepare the show notes, to do it, do the post-processing and then put it on there and both of you uh, promote it and what have you. It was just a lot. And at one point I had to make a really hard decision to just stop cold turkey, you know, well, and I listen to my guts. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to hear that it only took you five episodes to figure that out because for me, there have been podcasts where there have been a hundred plus episodes before I decided to make <laughs> an exit plan uh, yes. from those from those podcasts. And even I, I, since January of this year, uh, or actually in January of this year, I, I canceled six shows. I know. I know. I listened to all of that. That was a hard decision for you as well. I could tell. It was a very difficult uh, decision, but Podcast Answer Man has certainly benefited as a result of it, as well Mm -hmm. as my brand and my business. Oh, that's good. And uh, so much so that I'm actually getting ready to cancel another show here in 2012. And that is the uh, Successful Life Mindset. Actually, the show will continue, but I'm actually dropping out of it. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm letting my co-host for that show take on that brand on his own. I see. Yeah, these are the tough decisions. So we should have taken your advice and started with just one. That was really, really good advice that you were giving us. So your blog, prolific, mm-hmm. prolificliving.com, mm-hmm. this is this is how I got to know you. You and I met through Twitter. We've talked about this before in a previous episode of Podcast mm-hmm. Answer Man. Right. And I met you at Blog World and then you decided I want to start podcasting. And, and I realized that you had just left a corporate job at yeah. the time, you were just making that transition, working for yourself, building your own brand. Now, mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about this brand that you've been building over the last year and how podcasting has been helping you build that brand. Right, right. So you're absolutely right. May was when we were in Blog World and I had left my job early May. So um, I remember we talked about it there and um, it's... um. 
one of the best decisions I've made. So if anyone's considering that, if they are ready, if they're in a place to do it, if they have a window of opportunity, I cannot emphasize it enough because if you have time to do what you really want to do, it's worth it. I know you understand that, Cliff. Um, As far as the brand, so I knew what I didn't want. I didn't want to go work for another company. I didn't want to become an internet marketer and just promote other people's products, even though I do that, you know, products that I trust and, and, and really want to promote. But more than anything, I wanted to stand for something. I wanted to be my own brand and I wanted to have my own company. I just didn't know what it was going to be. So at the beginning, I knew that much. And then I started looking at things that are really important to me. You know, writing is really important to me. Living a healthy life with through natural means, naturally being healthy is really important to me. And that has led my brand into different specific niches like green juicing and really like uh, yoga. And I really actually have built that into the brand. And then I wanted to help people because I think we always go back to the thing that we suffer the most. And for me, it was not knowing what I want to do, not being in the right place in my work, in my career for a long time, feeling lost and frustrated and confused and then figuring it out. So I actually built the business coaching side of my brand and my um, uh, my course and other work. So my brand stands for Smart Habits for Rich Living. And, and I try to embody that. I walk my talk. If I talk about something, it's not because I read about it. You know, I actually do it and experience it and then I talk about it. And so I think more than anything, this is what I do and this is what people tell me that I do. So it's coming across. That's what my brand stands for. And I think that's a very strong statement that you can make even today. If you're authentic and you do what you say and you stay true to your word, then I think that um, it builds a very good foundation for you. So does that help answer your question? It, it, it does. It helps me understand what your brand has been. And because I have kind of uh, seen you through your Twitter presence and stuff like that following you. I've seen your eBooks. Actually, I, I purchased, I think, one of your first products, which was you your yoga uh, videos. So yes. I, yes. I definitely enjoyed those, especially the breathing techniques. Very good stuff. Oh, I'm stuff. so glad. I'm glad. So I enjoyed that. Um, then I, I have not yet gone into the juicing thing, though I did watch Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, which is oh, a great... Oh, that's how it starts. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great documentary, but... Uh, I, so, but I haven't followed through with that. But, but so I can see how all of a sudden that fits in. And mm-hmm. I was kind of curious about how the business coaching side fits in. But it, it, it's you sharing what's working for you yeah. and being passionate about it and trying to help other people benefit from what you've learned. And it's really no different than what I've been doing. I mean, I, I didn't start into Podcast mm-hmm. Answer Man right away. I, I started it after a year after I was actually podcasting as a hobby and I, I shared everything that I learned and then it slowly grew yep. into that. Exactly. Next exactly. Thing, next thing you know, I'm creating a podcast and a brand for virtual assistants and I'm getting paid to tell people about my experience there. So much like you, I find what's worked for me, what is mm-hmm. benefiting my life and I desire to turn around and tell other people. Yeah. And and that does create business opportunities. And, and it's one of my favorite things about the book Crush It is Gary Vaynerchuk says that, you know, you can probably take any passion you have yep. uh, and, and find a way to monetize it. Absolutely. So, so here's here's the thing. I want to know specifically, though, obviously mm-hmm. you were blogging before you and I ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that your brand would be where it is today had it been that you were just blogging or do you think that the podcast has really helped extend your reach? 
You know, it's it's interesting, and I'm going to be very honest about my podcasting journey because um, at the beginning, Cliff, I expected so much more to come out of the podcast, and I think for me, at the beginning, it had slower growth, and I think it's a good thing because what it did. So I was blogging. You're absolutely right. I was blogging for a couple of years before I started the podcast, um, and I was expecting you know everyone to download it from iTunes. You know how that goes, and I think it was a slower to begin. So I lost a little bit of excitement around it, but I had to push myself to stay committed to my weekly podcast. And I had to do it with enthusiasm because I wasn't just going to put a, you know, um, poor quality podcast out there. And I think that discipline alone and the fact that I was just going to do it, even if I had 50 downloads, you know, 50 people were listening, that's, that's enough. You know, I wanted to really be true to that. And and I managed to do that. And then the podcast grew unexpectedly, probably in the last few months. And so I know that it has reached people that I wouldn't have otherwise reached. I know that for a fact. Um, I know that I have had business come from the podcast. I've had more readers come and then they go to other parts of my business, right? They go to my confidence building series, um, you know, I have a little program there. They go to my coaching. So I did, one of them even actually took my class just from me mentioning my class not as a main podcast episode, but just as a little mention. So I, I have proof the podcast has reached people. I didn't know it reached. And then there is the numbers to prove it. And it's growing, which is very, very exciting to me. That is very exciting. And you know, this is something that I have learned through working with uh, people who are existing bloggers, who have an existing mm-hmm. community online mm-hmm. and who launch a podcast, you you would think, you know, or like you thought, many of them had also thought that, it, you know, I've already spent all of this time building this readership, this audience, this community who mm-hmm. follows me through my written blog and they, they love me. I come there, I, I, I write two, three, five times a week and, right. and they consume every word and it's great. I'm going to launch a podcast and if I've got, let's just say I've got 30,000 blog subscribers, mm-hmm. you know, I should be able to get 10, 20 or 30,000 downloads of my <laughs> podcast every right. week. And what's amazing is how many people who are in that situation start out with 50, 200, maybe yeah. 400 max, you know, downloads. And they're like, what is wrong here? And the, what yeah. I've learned over time is mm-hmm. that there really are two different audiences. You have the audience that loves to read and yep. they, they prefer reading your written word. And yes. then there's those who prefer listening to you and really honestly will never read a blog post you ever write. Yes, I, I, I had proof of this because I knew my the hits uh, on the blog for, for the podcast were much lower than my Monday post, let's say. I have absolute proof of what you said. And it was very discouraging because I was doing everything on the same blog. Some people have a dedicated podcast website. So I, I know that. And I think as long as you believe that you have a great, strong message and you are reaching other people, you should continue podcasting. Because I wanted to please my readers by not podcasting. At one point, I was actually thinking, you know, the podcast is hurting my blog. But um, it was uh, really not the right way to think about it. And I know looking back, it hasn't. It has just helped. Absolutely. And here's the other thing that I love about what you said is that you said, even if I only have 50 downloads, I'm going to I'm going to maintain my commitment to download or to create a content, create content for those 50 people. And what I love to think about this is sure. okay, so thousands of people are are reading the blog post, you know, at least they're hitting the RSS feed, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're loading the page, they're doing something, at least they're coming to look at the title. 
Uh, but there, there may be thousands of people who are reading the blog post or at least seeing it in some form. Mm-hmm. And only 50 people who are listening to the audio. But those 50 people, when you think about that, that's 50 individuals who are yeah. coming to listen to you. And not to mention the fact that oftentimes they're doing that while they're driving. They're doing that with headphones on. And yes. It's so much more engaged and there's so much less distraction to take them away from your content. Yes. I mean, if you imagine a room full of 50 people and imagine you're speaking to them, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And when I think about it that way, I'm like, that's a lot of listeners. That's wonderful. And I really believe that. And it's wonderful. And then you see it grow. So that's a great attitude to have. You just have to really believe you're making a difference, even if it's 50 people. So tell me some of the feedback that has anybody told you that, you know, (laughs) what you're doing in your podcast, what you've shared in your podcast I've, I've applied that and it's made a powerful difference in my life. Oh my gosh. Every day. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I get emails, I get, and I put it also on Stitcher. So it's on iTunes and Stitcher. That was another good decision. And uh, these are people that don't go both places. So you want to reach as many people as possible. And the BlackBerry seemed to be a good place for me because my Canadian listeners apparently are mostly on BlackBerry. And just a side note, but um, I get emails all the time that, you know, I listened to you and I made a decision like this, or I went and I quit my job, but I had this conversation exactly the way you said it to you, uh, to talk to your boss. And I get stories like that all the time. And it is wonderful, wonderful. It's really, really heartwarming. You should put them all in a separate folder, look at them on a blue day and just, you know, cheer up and remember you're making a difference. Absolutely. I love it. So, yeah. so congratulations on one year of podcasting. I'm so delighted for you. Thank I you. do know that a part of your brand is this coaching. I know that you have a cl- class coming up. We're going to talk about the class in just a moment, but I'd love to hear about mm-hmm. some of the coaching. Can you give us some examples of some of the, the people you've been helping and what kind of things you've been helping them with? Yes. So at the beginning, I started my coaching business. I wasn't really, really clear on my ideal client. And um, as most coaches start, you want to help everyone. You want to just, you know, be all inclusive. But So I did some life coaching, but, um, and I have some life coaching clients right now. But when I focused, I actually really started to focus on people who are in mostly corporate positions who are later in their career and they are having sort of a mid-career crisis. So this is people maybe in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and uh, they're working for a number of different organizations or um, corporations, and they are in that corporate mindset and they've never done anything else. And then one day they wake up and they just can't take it anymore, or they realize there's got to be something more. And they're at that point where they have no idea what their options are, what they could do, and how they could go about doing it. And I know how that feels because I was there. And nobody can help you because it's like a different world. It's the subculture of corporate, which I hope you haven't experienced it much, is is very different. And and it really blinds you to all the opportunities that are out there for you. So that's my ideal client. And what I do is I help them understand their options. If the option, best option for them is to stay in corporate, I help them thrive. Because I managed to build quite the career before I walked away. And I know the ins and outs of how that works. And if the option for them is to move on and go somewhere else or go solo, I help them build that transition. And this works really nicely into our course because this is the individual work I do with people. But I also wanted to build a step-by-step course around it so that I actually take more people through the process and I can scale with my time and my efforts and a larger group of people. 
What is, so, so obviously your ideal client is somebody who's in a corporate position. I know somebody right now who owns their own <laughs> business. They're not in a corporate position, but mm-hmm. they're very much frustrated with the future of, of the business that they're doing. And they're looking yeah. to do something completely different, but they're not quite sure what to do. They, they've lost yeah. touch with their passions and, mm-hmm. and, and really feel lost. It, so, so is your course for somebody like that or is it really geared towards the corporate person? It is for, so I, corporate is my ideal client. The course, the Smart Exit Blueprint course, that's for people who, um, the reason I say the corporate part is because my experience is from corporate, so I can really, really identify with that. But the way I built the modules, I built a system. I build a six module system. And uh, the way that works is, is for anyone who is in a position where they feel stuck and frustrated in their career. And with the person that you're talking about, maybe they created a job for themselves, right? Some entrepreneurs do this. You know, we go out there and we start working too hard. We lose the big picture and we just get stuck in, and we're still self-employed. So, so I think, um, and, and then I help people figure out the, the step into what they want to do. So I, t- I take them through their passions, their skills, their talents, and find the inner, finding the intersection, which is going to be their strength. So we do have a focus on that because some people don't really know what they want to do and it changes over time. So maybe two years ago, you were interested in something, but today where you are in your life, you're interested in something else. So that may also be the situation with your friend. And having said all of that, I think that, you know, where he is and what is making him stuck, that would be a good fit. So, um, so I think, you know, as long as you fit the criteria of you're stuck, you know, in a job, you're in a position, you're in a place where you just don't know the next step, the next transition into being in harmony with your work and loving it and, you know, making a profit, then it would help them make that tough transition or that pivot, if you will. So we've been talking, I guess, a little bit about this course that you have. It's called the Smart Exit Blueprint. Uh, I guess it starts August 20th and it runs through September 28th. So it's just over a month mm-hmm. uh, long. And so tell tell me a little bit, how is it like um, uh, the podcasting A to Z course that I've put on and how is it different? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. It is similar. You have such a great model. I just had to copy it. <laughs> That's all right. I'm <laughs> no, happy no, no, with that. I'm half kidding, but I have actually taken your course. I loved it because it was uh, sort of self-paced. So you had all the information there for us, but you were releasing more information. So what I have done is basically six weeks long and it's a, it's a model based on six modules. So every week I release the modules and the worksheets and you have a week to work through that. And then every week we have a live group coaching call. And the reason I want to do the coaching calls, which was I offered this back in February. So the most popular to my surprise was the group coaching calls, you know? So we, I'm going to focus on that. I record those and people come into those and we ask questions. They interact with me. They get time with me, one-on-one time with me. And I basically go until the per, the last person has asked all the questions. You know, I don't time those. I'm really there for them. And, um, and so we do that for six weeks long, but then there is all this other information. There is inspirational interviews I've done with our friend, Dan Miller, among others. And then I've done case studies and resources, but most people, uh, my students from the first time, they focused on the modules, the worksheets, and then the coaching calls where we work together. And I also give people email access to me. So when they are my student in the call, you know, they have access to me. And I think that is really valuable because some courses I've taken, you really don't have access to the instructor. You're kind of like blocked by their assistant. And I would like to open that up. If you're going to take my class, you can pick my brain. You can ask me anything. 
Excellent. So that's the basic structure. I hope that helps paint the picture. Yeah, it, it does. It actually sounds a lot like mine, except the the only difference is that you do the email access instead of the group forum, the online forum. So We have the forums too. I didn't mention that. Oh, we good. have the forums too. Yes, yes, they can go in there. Yes, we have engagement on the forums too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's all behind the membership wall and they have lifetime membership access. So if you take it this year and let's say, you know, some of you may have more of a long-term exit plan. The exit plan doesn't mean you exit your job tomorrow. It means, you know, the next step and it could be six months down the road. So if I offer it again in the future, you have access to that future offering as well. But yes, we do have a forum and um, it wasn't as popular last time. People focused on the coaching calls and every group is different, but I am flexible and I accommodate what people need in terms of access because you know, like some people like to talk to you, some people want to email you. It's just different. Excellent. And I'm looking at the cost of the course. It looks like there's an early registration price that's good through uh, Monday, July 31st for four ninety seven. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And then after that, uh, they can sign up all the way through up to August 20th at the full price of five ninety seven. Yes. Yes, that's right. And then we start class August 20th. So, yes, I'm I'm hoping to maybe help some of your listeners in that cliff. I don't want anyone to be in that situation. That's the tough thing. But if you are, listen, I am passionate to help you. Right. Well, I just want my audience to know that, you know, this isn't a major sales pitch for Farnoosh's uh, product. I, I really, honestly, I wanted to have her come on here first and foremost to talk about her experience one year in podcasting. I, I, I know that I have been harping on so many of these things over and over again. People hear me. They, I think they kind of become deaf to the fact that I say, <laughs> Hey, you, you know, I know you have really, I know you have two or three great ideas for podcasts and, and stuff like, please focus on one. Promise one, me yeah. you'll never create another podcast episode and or for another podcast until you've got three to six mon- months of building this brand. Yes. For the one yes. that you have. And and so many people, they just don't listen. They go listen on. Listen to Cliff. Listen to Cliff. Because listen, I mean, I'm glad we did the podcast. But then, you know, you look back and you put so much effort into the one that I abandoned. And, you know, looking back, I could have done better with my time. I'm glad for the experience. Sure. But I think you, you, you're you absolutely right. Because now I'm a little gun shy about starting another one. Good. So I think that's, that's really good advice, Cliff. I hope people take you up on it. I'm so glad that you're gun shy. And I want everybody out there listening, please be gun shy before (laughs) if you've already have now don't ever be gun shy about starting one your first one yes but always be gun shy about starting an additional podcast uh take it from somebody who's launched more than 20 ah anyway but farnoosh that that is the main purpose i brought you here but i do know that in my audience there are a lot of people who follow me not Mm -hmm. just because of podcasting they matter of fact i know that i have a minimum of 100 people who listen every single week to Podcast Answer Man. They've never created a podcast episode, nor will they ever Mm -hmm. in their mind. They they have no desire. They follow me and have been following me since December of 2005 just because they've seen me go from a job that I despise to literally living out my dream and making a living doing what I love. Yes. And I know yes. that I know this because people are consistently they, they actually hire me uh, through yeah. my coaching and consulting for podcasting. And uh, many times we often end up taking more time talking about, you know, the yeah. ins and outs of running a business than we do a podcast. 
So I know that my audience is out there. I knew that you have this and I do, uh, you know, you've been affiliate an affiliate for my podcasting A to Z course. Um, I, I know that I trust you from our relationship that we've had and I've signed up as an affiliate for yours. And so I did go, go ahead uh, and sign up for that. And I want to let people know that if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash smart exit, again, that's podcastanswerman.com forward slash smart exit, you can sign up for Farnoosh's smart exit blueprint and maybe get a good feel on how to walk yourself into the work that you love. Farnoosh, Thank you so much for coming on the Podcast Answer Man again, and congratulations on that first year in podcasting. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Thank you so much for dealing with the fact that this episode turned out to be just over an hour long. Hey, real quickly here at the end of the show, I want to just remind you of a couple things. Uh, first up, I am going to be speaking at the Catholic New Media Conference in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. That is going to be August 29th through the 31st. I'm actually going to be keynoting that event. I will be speaking on Wednesday, August 29th. And I just realized that my notes actually say the 31st. Let me just change that there. Anyway, so I will be there keynoting that event. And I hope that if you're in the... deck. in the Texas area, the Dallas, Texas area, that uh, you'll make an opportunity, make make this an opportunity for us to meet face to face. That would be great. I promise you, I will get my words out any moment now. But anyway, CatholicNewMediaConference.com. CatholicNewMediaConference.com. Use promo code GSPN. Let them know that I sent you over there. Anyway, um, Community Cruise. Community Cruise. If you haven't done so already, head over to GSPN dot tv forward slash cruise we have several people who have signed up and in fact uh, at the bottom of that post you will see a link to a discussion section of our site where you can actually talk with other people who are going on the cruise and see a list of people who have already signed up it's going to be a great time again more information about the gspn.tv podcast answer man community cruise Head over to gspn.tv slash cruise. And if you're looking for artwork for your podcast, I see that a lot of people have been going over to uh, check out uh, and order some new artwork for their podcast from Jenny Hampson. Uh, Jenny H. has been doing all of my podcast artwork and all the artwork for all of my clients for the last several years, and she does a wonderful job. She's got special rates just for Podcast Answer Man listeners. If you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash Jenny H, that's J-E-N-N-Y-H, J-E-N-N-Y-H, podcastanswerman.com slash Jenny H. Let her know that I sent you and she'll take great care of you. And also, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who has used my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for your hosting account with Bluehost. This special thanks goes out to the folks behind PrayerMeetingPodcast.com, HomeMediaMaster.com, and BiblicalThinking.org. All three of you, thank you so much for using my Bluehost affiliate link. If you want to learn my thoughts on Bluehost, it's over at PodcastAnswerMan.com slash hosting. And again, one last mention for my great friend, Farnoosh Brock. 
If you're out there and you're struggling in your career and you need to create an exit plan, an exit strategy, a strategy for finding the work that you love, head over to podcastanswerman.com forward slash smart exit. God bless you all. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, take everything you do to the next level.